Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Speaking of keeping 100, Mike Clemens does just that Clem when he joins us here on the Wendy's Big Show. And I got to tell you, man, I mean, these are a couple old dudes at quarterback heading into a postseason <laughs> after a yeah, after teenage bodies, though. After a That's long a season. A uh, and they're both bound to have some. Well, Nick's bruises and uh, probably might not feel all the best going into this game. In the last hour before you brought up Kevin Arlen, uh, you guys got me thinking, and I went and grabbed this cut from Aaron Rodgers because you guys are saying, you know, how you listen to these to these press conferences, beautiful moment and stuff. What is he? It's been that oh way all year. But one of the things that the Leroy that the Aaron is doing a lot, he's 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 dropping a lot of names. He's giving a lot of credit. You know, he's trying to get that out there, and I think he's trying to do that to show appreciation for like what people that. in the organization do for him. So that's in the present moment. Whether, you know, he's saying goodbye, I don't think so. I think right now he's just trying to get back into the Super Bowl. But part of this, part of Aaron Rodgers' MVP season is how he feels. He says he feels better now than he has in years reaching the postseason, and part of it is leg squats that he's doing in season, he says. And, you know, he works at that proactive place. It's out in Thousand Oaks. It's just down the street from the Rams complex that was at two years ago when Packers played the Rams out in the Coliseum. And I went there a couple of days early. Remember, I talked to Sam Shields. And, you know, he, he, he talks about if your legs are stronger. And he said this a couple of years ago in an interview where he said, you know, it's not your arm that goes as a quarterback. It's your legs. When your legs go, that's when you get into trouble. That's when you're a sitting duck and you get hurt. So Rogers talked about this the other day. That Remember, he had an ACL in high school that they didn't discover when he was at Butte. Not until he was Cal, the physician said, do you know you got a, a, a ruptured ACL? He played on that for four or five years. If you got bad knees, you can't do leg squats. And Rogers talked about how good he feels and why. It's really been in-season as well. I think that's been the biggest change. Off-season, I've always uh, pushed in my workouts at uh, Proactive in uh, in the Valley out there in Southern California. But the in-season is where the big change happened. Um, and just working with Giz and Bloke and Thad and uh, just to try and push it, especially on uh, in the area of squats, I really feel like that's changed uh, my lower body. As you know, I've had knee issues uh, for a number of years. I haven't injured myself at 16 years old. Uh, some I've dealt with for much of uh, my career. Had surgery after the 2015 season and, and started feeling a lot better. That coincided with a diet change. I feel like it's helped me as well the last four or five years now. The biggest change for my strength and balance was, and you know, the only other control factor I can point to is the increased amount of squatting that I've done. And I'm thankful for our staff here. They do a fantastic job. I've known most of those guys, you know, most of my career. I mean, bloke, uh, Mark Lovato has been here since day one. And my own... Uh, motivation to want to 
mix things up and see if maybe that could make a difference. In my opinion, it has made a big difference, and it's shown up, I think, in the balance I've had in the pocket. That's allowed me to throw the ball on time, and when I throw it on time, I've been pretty accurate in my career, and that's what I point to a big, uh, big factor in the increased uh, completion percentage. And also, throwing the ball on time, you don't need to move around or scramble to keep things alive. So there's been a lot more balls thrown on time. Balance has been better. Legs have felt really good, and uh, yeah, I've been off the injury report all year, too. You know, Mike, you know, you think about the veteran players on the team, most certainly uh, you look at Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, Mercedes Lewis is a guy that doesn't have a Super Bowl is looking at, to try to get his first one. At 36 years old, you know, he's running out of bullets in the chamber. <laughs> a year ago at this time, what were people saying? Oh, you know, the Packers are the uh, worst 13-3 and team to get to, you know, the NFC Championship. And yet we thought with the wins they were putting together in December, hey, maybe they've got some momentum. Maybe they can overtake the 49ers. And then they got clobbered again. So what's to say that they're not going to get clobbered again this time? Well, if you watch the Bucks game, they're lost again. If you throw two picks, if it's third quarter and it's 31-10 and you got 12 men on the field on your defense, well, then, Aaron, then Tom Brady's going to score. <laughs> you know, that's three touchdowns right there. So they, the Packers made the same mental mistakes that the Saints did the other day. So then the next thing is, what's the level of intensity in this Packers locker room now in the second year when you've got a chance, when you're one damn game away from the Super Bowl? And Mercedes talked about how important this is for him. Well, this is the pinnacle. You know, I mean, everything. Obviously, this is what you get in the game for. This is why I started playing ball at eight years old. You want to win championships, and uh, we is right there in front of us. Uh, and I think uh, the difference between last year and this year, I think as a as a whole, we all understand the task at hand. And you know, this game doesn't even matter if we don't get to the big game. So very focused, not a lot of joking around, you know. And we and we understand uh, what the finality of it is. So uh, very excited, Mike uh, Petty has faced. Brady, a lot in his career, I mean, he faced him in week six. It, seemed, it didn't help a lot there. Do you think he learned anything from the last time, the 38-10 to 10 loss, and maybe take something from the last time he covered when he was in the AFC? Well, we, uh, you know, a lot of the stats guys talk about in Patton's time in the AFC how bad his record was against Tom Brady. Isn't everybody's record in the AFC bad against Tom Brady when he was with <laughs> yeah, the Patriots? That's true, that's true. Didn't Ron Wolf say to us, yeah, Belichick is a great coach. That's a great dynasty, but they've been in the worst division forever. Exactly. So let's 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 even the, the numbers just a little bit. Whatever the case, this was Tom Brady with the Patriots, not Tom Brady with a Buccaneers team that was all over the field. They had a lot of talent, but they had so many penalties, and Jameis Winston was not a leader. And and even Bruce Arian said this week, our penalties are done because Tom Brady's here because of his, you know, team leadership. So Patton was asked, when you were with the Ravens and the Jets, uh, you know, even with the Bills, what was it like facing Tom Brady uh, for three different teams in the AFC? Um, yeah, just having going against him so many times, you know, being, at, being in Baltimore, playing him a bunch, and then New York twice a year, even three times in one year, and then Buffalo twice. I mean, it's it's as a bit as big a challenge as you'll face as a as a as a coordinator as as a defensive staff because he, he doesn't miss anything and, and that's the, that's the thing and if you have an, if you have an area of weakness whether it was in New England or, or now Tampa Bay they, they will they will exploit it 
uh, and continue to exploit it until until you make make a correction and, and force them out of it. So no, it's, a, it's a huge challenge. I mean, there's it's it's a pretty clear, you know, obviously he's going to be he's going to go down as you know one of the best of all of all time. For me, it's it's a, I just love it because it's a great challenge for our guys that that um, you know, hey, to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, we we have to beat Tom Brady. I mean, I, I think our guys are they're excited for the challenge, but we've made sure that we've stressed it all week. You know, knowing what what they're in for. You know, the other thing about Pettin is, I mean, being a defensive coordinator on a team with a future Hall of Famer like Aaron Rodgers, that has to help you out a little bit because you're seeing the best of the best pretty much every day. Sparky, if you ask Matt LaFleur or Nathaniel Hackett or Luke Getze, you know, about Aaron Rodgers being vocal and all that, you're going to get a politically correct answer because they know that Rodgers doesn't want those guys talking about him. Sure. Overstepping. And what a brilliant thing. You know, all this year in, we finally we asked the defensive guy, listen to Mike Patton say that Aaron Rodgers is standing up and doing speeches. Here's Mike Patton. Yeah, I mean, this this year it's it's been, I mean, I don't want to say night and day. That's probably a little little bit extreme. But, but just from the standpoint of, you know, in, engaged and, and you could tell enthusiastic, excited about what we're doing and just just how much he's, he has stepped forward uh, and spoken to the team. I mean, I just can't tell you how, how great that's been to hear him address the team uh just for the young guys to be able to hear that and hear it from a guy you know who's who's seen it all and who's, who's been through it uh and, and just to hear his passion come through and how important the game is to him and, and how important preparation is and you know making sure that you've you've taken care of every little detail i mean that that's where I, he's really emerged this year is is uh you know not that he wasn't a leader before but just how it's come out this year at times i, I when he's spoken, I mean, it's been, I mean, it's been deep and it's been, it's been impactful and, and, and uh, it's been great for our, for our guys to hear, especially our young players. You know, Mike, uh, you, you get into a little bit of, of Ted Thompson's passing here. I mean, you, you've got a lot of guys still around Gooden Kunston and all the above, but uh, I mean, it was a tough blow for the Packers uh, yesterday. Did you see a picture too that John Dorsey posted when he went to like a family gathering for Ted? So Ted never showed that side. He had a huge family down there in Atlanta, Texas. But I got a chance to get on a call yesterday with Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekinst. And Ted was a quiet guy. He didn't say much. During the middle of the Favre crisis, the Favre saga, Goody says, I was scouting out in Carolina. I called in the office. I was talking about the seventh-round pick. And then, so how's it going with Favre? I mean, you know, it was national headlines. And all Ted says, I don't know. We've got some, some tough decisions. You know, he was Ted Thompson was like Clint Eastwood in one of those westerns. Didn't mm-hmm. have much to say. So I asked Goody and Mark Murphy, we know what a math whiz Ted was. What was he like on draft night? How did he run the board? Listen to these guys say that he used to pocket his favorite picks. Because I said to Murphy, you said you uh, at his Hall of Fame induction and at the Packers Hall of Fame, Mark, that you would never want to sit down and play a game of poker with Ted Thompson. Well, Brian can speak to that a lot better than I, but I, I, I will stand with that. I would never want to play poker against Ted. He, he had the ability to, well, and I think he played a lot of games with the uh, board itself. Didn't he, Brian? Yeah, he sure did. He, uh, I don't want to give too many secrets away because we certainly <laughs> continue to do some of those things, but you know, we would, um, he would bury guys on the draft board that, um, he really, really liked, and he knew that when draft day came, that they would, they would, they would be two or three rounds higher than where they sat all spring long. And 
for those of us that had been around for a while, that was always our goal was to figure out which those which one of those players was were, were there. And I think the well, a great story for me, I know was I think the first time that I really pegged it was was Jordy Nelson, and he kept. We kept watching tape and we were kept talking about how good this player was and he never would move him and he never would move him. <laughs> and uh, that's when all of a sudden they're just like, okay, I got it. You know, which was made me really surprised when we traded back and out of the first round uh, because I knew how much he, he coveted Jordy. And, uh, but I think he, he knew that what he was doing and he knew he could get the player that he wanted all along. But uh, he always had, you know, two or three guys every year that he, he kept buried. Um, that uh, I think was just for him. There he is, uh, our guy, uh, Mike Clemens, joining us here on the Wendy's Big Show. Before we let you roll uh, and get ready for the NFC Championship game, of course, Green and Gold post-game show after the game on Sunday with Gary Ellerson uh, and myself. Mike Clemens always uh, chimes in as well during that show, so you can hear Mike then between 5 and 8 on Sunday. Uh, Michael, prediction for the game? Uh, Packers got to play mistake-free. I think they can match these guys physically, 31-27 Green Bay. 31-27, another Packer victory. And that means we'll be talking about a Super Bowl. How fun will that be? Michael, thank you so much. Thank you, Big Show. There is Michael Clements on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider is hiring drivers right now. For more info, call him 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 